On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we are breaking it down. Michigan State playing host to the Penn State Nittany Lions. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday. February 9th, the year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter. I am joined by my driving to Chicago to fight the Big Ten schedulers co-host, Matt Sheehan. No comment on that. <laughs> I, I'm going to try to be in a good mood this episode here. Well, I, I don't want to comment on those happenings. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure, I, honestly, I, I'm sure some of this is so too being like, hey, schedule literally any possible game that we ever can for the rest of the season. So anyone, any place, anytime, anywhere. Well, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we can talk about that just for a couple of minutes before we get sure. into the Penn State game. But Michigan State has Illinois back on the schedule and uh, things just got a little tighter. Tighter. Yeah, I know. I know that that margin of error has gone from razor thin to almost non-existent now. So, well, woo, we'll talk about it. Uh, but yeah, okay. after that, we will break down Michigan State taking on the Penn State Nittany Lions in a uh, must-win for your Michigan State Spartans. They're all must-wins, Matt. You can lose a couple yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not technically, but they are. Mm, you, you got about two games you could lose the rest of the season. Yeah. Maybe three. Maybe yeah. three. For all intents and purposes, they're must-wins. Intensive purposes. Yes, for all intensive purposes. Yeah, thank you. All right. Yes. Uh, that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Matt, I have a surprise for you. Yeah, okay, go ahead. You texted me mm-hmm. earlier in the day. Yeah. Hey, should I be getting some things ready for Take Tuesday? Yeah. And I said no. Oh, no. <gasps> Do you know why I said no? Why? Because I'm flipping the tables. Oh, God. <gasps> oh, no. It's oh, no. my Take Tuesday. Oh, man, I get to be the mayor of Takesville now yes. and decide what's right and what's yes. wrong? Oh, man, oh, yes. man, I'm starting to sweat right now. Oh, I wasn't ready for this. Whew. Okay. All right. Oh, man. Wow. That's a lot of faith to put in me. Okay. Because you usually answer with, like, numbers and reason and, well, like, well, you don't know, you know, have any numbers on my side of the microphone here. Okay. All right. Let's give it a try. Let's give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. You ready? Yo, yeah. Yes. This season... Uh-huh. has been Tom Izzo's worst coaching job ever at oh, Michigan State. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's really hard to disagree with that, isn't it? Like, there have been seasons that haven't gone well, you know, like where they just stumble in to the tournament. Uh, the, the Miles Bridges freshman year in 2016. No, 2017, I'm sorry. comes to mind. Um, but listen, that was a young team. Didn't really have a lot of parts to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, one season that does stick out was probably the Kalen Lucas Durrell summer senior year. But then again, like, I, and it's hard to differentiate what's true or what's not. But you know what? Let's just chalk it up to this. There were enough rumors flying around to kind of understand as to why that team kind of fell apart and all seemingly hated each other on the court. Yeah. So I don't know how much Izzo can do there. So with this 
the lineup confusion, just the second half in the Purdue game alone, maybe it's recency bias, but then again, maybe it's just the fact that he really doesn't have a lot of bad coaching seasons well. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think I would have to agree with that, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm kind of, I'm right there with you. It's yeah. tough to, uh, part of the reason is there's not a lot to choose from. Right. Right. Unless people jump right to the end where it's like, oh, well, they lost to Middle Tennessee State when they should have no, won the whole tournament. It's no, like, yeah, it's, but that's like the March Madness crapshoot. No, I mean, yeah. yeah. The team had a great season. They ran into a team that hit a bunch of threes. And right. So some people, or the 2014 team that lost to UConn, the Elite Eight, like, oh, they should have no, gone. Like, no, I, I get no. that argument, but, like, that's not the no, argument I subscribe no, to. March Madness no. is a complete crapshoot. So. All right. Next yeah. take. Yeah. Getting this team to the tournament. Would be one of Tom Izzo's best coaching jobs ever. So, but bam. No, I, I, I see. I don't agree. Just because, okay. like, do you, do you get credit for fixing a problem that you kind of made? <laughs> like, is Matt, that... Matt, how often, how mm-hmm. often do we give quarterbacks credit for fourth quarter comebacks? You know how you get a fourth quarter comeback? Oh sure, oh You're sure. Losing oh, sure. in the fourth sure. quarter. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, I, there, there's something to that. There, there is. Um, I don't know if I subscribe to it here, uh, with everything going on, just from the whole what's happened to Rocket sort of thing, um, the starting center position sort of thing, um, the Purdue game. Like that's gonna be if, if this team misses the game by like one or misses the tournament by one or two games. Like we're gonna look back on that one. Like, listen, I'm not saying it's like the worst coaching year of all time in the history of basketball, but like. It, Kind of shot yourself in the foot here. If you could wrap some uh, bandages on the wound and stumble into March Madness, hey, fine. Like, that's awesome. That's great. So, nice turnaround. I don't know if it's your best coaching. I, I think his best coaching came in, the, not to bring that season up again, but that Miles Bridges freshman year, like, that that was impressive to get that team to the tournament. This one, I don't know if I'd use the word impressive. Ready for your next take? Oh, my God, they keep on coming. Is this what you feel like all the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, very okay. little help. Carry the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, all right, good. All right, all right. Rocket Watts. Uh, okay. Needs to sit. How long are we talking here? Like a, like a game? Like, <laughs> Just sit, and then next time they're in a game where there's eight minutes left and they're up 22 oh, or down 22. <laughs> okay. Like he is – when Matty Sissoko goes in, Rocket Watts goes in. Um. Wow, that's disrespectful. Uh, but I kind of get where you're going with this. I, I I'm gonna disagree there just because. I mean, MSU does need shooters, and no one's shooting the ball necessarily incredibly, but they have a lot of guys that could start shooting the ball well. And you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me 14 games in a row. I think that's the kind of spot I'm in right now. Like. I just keep thinking that maybe he's going to turn around one of these games. And also, MSU's roster's at the point. It's like, who else are you going to play? Like, who else is going to be taking your shots for you? Like, Hogard? Um, is it going to be Malik Hall taking four threes a game all of a sudden? Like, and I think you just need him out there just to keep on trying to play out of his right, even though that's been a complete disaster. But, yeah, man, uh, I'm just going to keep on trying him out there until he figures something out. Because, really, the options behind him, I, not much better, unless Step Back Jack uh, wants to make a few cameos here and play 17 minutes a night here, Will. Is that your suggestion? Jack Hoiberg, four minutes, is that no. is that the recipe here? Okay. No. All right. Okay. I mean, I'm just, you know, I don't know that it's the right, would be the right call to sit him down, but we talked about it. 
Worst, no, sure. I, it's, I don't worst, think it's completely out of bounds. Worst offensive rating of any medium to yeah. high usage player yeah. in Big Ten, in the Big Ten since Ken Palm tracked that, such things. That that, that stat really just still t- really makes me take a yeah. seat back because I when you drop that stat, they're like, oh, Big Ten this season. Well, yeah, I can see that happening. No, 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 no. Since Ken Palm started recording it, like, oh my since goodness, they started. Gracious. Differentiating and giving you conference only stats, which was twenty fourteen. Oh, okay. When did was that before after Russell Bird left? Like did he just miss doing that then? Because well, Russell oof. Bird's usage rate was super low. Yeah, that's true. He did have, he did have that going for him, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know. All right, one more. Okay, hit me. Joshua Langford is the second most important player on this team. I still think it's Henry first, and then Hauser second, and w- this is for better or for worse. He's the most important player in your team. Well, like when Hauser's good, when Hauser's cooking, like which has been a long time. I know f- <laughs> that's f- my few point. And far between <laughs> that's my point. Few and far between. Uh, he he's a good player, and also like he. How do I say this? Teams have figured out that he really isn't that good of a post defender. Like, it kind of mm-hmm. sold a bill of false goods there uh, with his post defense. We heard a lot about it before the season. I bought into it. And really, hey, to start the season, it wasn't all that bad. Uh, teams are facing him up. They are just burying him down in the paint on the block. And it's, it's almost an instant two points, too. Um, so I think the big thing here is that we're differenti- differentiating between the word important player and just uh, valuable player, talented player. I think Langford's the second best player in the team at this point, but Hauser, like, he's important because a lot of action comes his way on the defensive end, and also we need him to have production on the offensive end, too, to stretch the floor, Will. And mm. You know the whole son dance, Will. Some spacing. Uh, Josh Langford, double I'm figures guy. in six of his last seven games. Uh, shooting the ball yeah. a little better. It's, it's. I think he can really be the number two guy on a quality team. I know the the best version of this team is with Hauser as your number two playing that way, but right now Josh is the one who's consistently bringing it way more, way more often than one Joey Hauser. Yeah, and I know that he's like double digits six last seven, but still MSU has lost four in that stretch. So even wow. as you know, as fine as he's playing, like Hauser needs to step up. It, it comes mm-hmm. down to the word like importance versus you know valuable, I guess, or or what have you. It's Matt, de- definition you, of words. You crush that. Did I? We'll just start the episode over. That's okay. I'll take it from the top. After this break. Yeah. We're going to talk about Michigan State taking on Penn State, the Nittany Lions. I shouldn't be sweating out this game as much as I am right now because I don't want to do it, Will. I don't want to watch this game. Oh, it's going to be awful. First word from rockauto.com. Rock Auto. If you got a car, you got to go to Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. What else, Matt? Gas pedals. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You wouldn't do it. It doesn't make sense. Mm, no, you'd be a big old clown if you were to do it, though. You would be a giant clown, and you're not a clown. So instead, no. go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write locked on in there, how did you hear about us back so they know we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Home Field Apparel. The best, the comfiest, the coziest, and the most stylish, Will. We're in the, once again, we're in the Hawaii hoodie. I, I know I say that pretty much every ad read, but that's because I wear the Hawaii hoodie that much. <laughs> all of the above, you nailed it. Comfortable, incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. That is what Home Field does and they have awesome vintage logos across their entire collection including their michigan state line which they dropped last august if you have not checked if you've not gone on homefieldapparel.com and checked it out yet i don't know what your problem is i don't know what you're waiting fire msu crew next to man yeah what what are you doing get on there homefieldapparel.com it's not just michigan state though matt Plenty yeah. of really cool schools on there. All the directional schools in state, Grand Valley, Ferris State, Wayne State, UDM, and Hope. Fire up, Dutch. And plenty of other really cool schools with awesome things like Hawaii. That you'd like, why do I need a Hawaii uh, hoodie? Awesome. You need a Hawaii sweatshirt. Yeah, no, you do. It, it should be state law, no matter what state you're in. <laughs> Correct. Right now, you can get 20% off your first purchase of Home Field Apparel at homefieldapparel.com. Promo code on Spartans. That's one word on Spartans. 20% off your first purchase of Home Field Apparel at homefieldapparel.com. Promo code on Spartans. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Burkowski hosts Locked On Today. It's a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories in sports with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Okay. Whew. Yeah, that was a mouthful. Nice job. Thank you. Way to be. Michigan State. Taking yeah. on Penn State. That That's true. Yep. Good Pat Chambers and uh, the Nittany Lions. That's Pat right. Pat Chambers definitely still there. Definitely He's did got the not, boys cooking this yeah, season. Pat Chambers did not get fired for being <laughs> incredibly racist. No. No, that's... No, that's actually very real news. I was going to say that's yeah. fake news, but no, that's that's just real no, that is not fake news. No. Um, well, no, was, was I get confused because there's like Greg Marshall and Pat Chamberlain. Did, like, did he get fired for hitting someone, he, um, or did he say I don't he was know what happened. S- I think he stepped away. Actually, I don't think it was a firing too, but it was probably a suggested stepping away. I forgot what happened. I don't know. He resigned. He um, resigned. Something, something not good. Uh, not, people don't resign for nice things. Yeah, well. I think he maybe said, "I'm going to send you." Oh, here you go. Whew. Send you. I don't like how that sounded to start off. I'm going to send you. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> Hard stop there. Yeah, Chambers made a reference to a noose around one of his players' neck. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. Can't do that. You can never do that. Not, not just in 2020 or whenever he said that, but it's point blank. This, yeah. that, that never aged well in any year. Okay. Yeah, so he, hmm. he resigned. Um, yeah. He I'm also, sure yeah, so, okay. Anyway. And that's Pat Chambers' power out right there. That uh, is a okay. tangent we probably didn't need to go Gotta down. Gotta say, but... there's a lot of things uh, <laughs> to talk about with this Penn State team because they're a weird team. I did not think we'd start off on that route, but uh, here we are, Will. Because we were talking before we were recording, like, yes. this Penn State team does nothing, like, bad, mm-hmm. but they don't do anything really good either. Like, well, it's just, <laughs> yeah. eh, except for, like, one thing. They, um, they're weird. You're right. They're they're a strange team. They're let's just start with some yeah. of the basics. They're seven and eight on the season, four mm-hmm. and seven in the conference. And you're like four and seven in the conference. That's that's barely better than Michigan State. Matt, can I read you their conference schedule? Please do. Yeah. Okay. This is the best part about Penn State. Oh my god. 
Away Michigan, home Illinois, away Indiana, away Purdue, away Illinois, home Rutgers, home Northwestern, away Ohio State, home Wisconsin, away Wisconsin, home Maryland. They haven't gotten to play Nebraska yet. Yeah, they played Northwestern once, but they have played Michigan, Illinois twice, Ohio State once, and Wisconsin twice in their 11 Big Ten games. They also had to play at Indiana and at Mm -hmm. Purdue. And also with the four-game postponement uh, jammed in the middle yes. of all that. Yeah, not and, bad. Yeah, and their non-conference, VCU, Seton Hall, yeah. Virginia oh. Tech. Beat <laughs> like, the brakes off Virginia Tech. Like, that's my favorite part oh, about yeah. Penn State is, like, they, they have done every game every way possible. They mm-hmm. have lost high-scoring games. They have won high-scoring games. They have won grinded-out games in the 50s. They've blown teams out. They've gotten blown out. Like, th- this team can win yeah. or lose oh, any yeah. way you slice it. Very exciting. They are chaos and they have the yeah. number one strength of schedule <laughs> in the country <laughs> that's i cannot doubt that for a so, second yeah that is why you'll hear a seven and eight team four and seven in the big 10 is on or on the right side of the tournament bubble i think they're kind of mm-hmm. one of those last four teams in right now because of that so yeah crazy season <laughs> In Happy Valley, your coach resigns right before the season. Yeah, right. Crazy schedule, COVID pause, chaos. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, this this team is ultimate chaos. And like you said, Matt, they have the potential to be very good. Yeah. They also have the potential to be not so good. Like, if I could just tease the bet online line right now, like the mm-hmm. over-under is 143.5. You, you couldn't pay me. to Like, you could offer me a free bet. I, I still wouldn't even touch one side of it or another because I don't know if 80-point Penn State's showing up yeah. or 49-point Penn State's yeah. showing up. And they can do Probably both. have an idea what MSU team's showing up, but eh, the Nittany Lions, yeah. I, don't know what, I don't know what they're going to be doing here. Yeah. So uh, Penn State has a pretty good offense. Really good, actually. They're 23rd in Ken Palm's adjusted efficiency on offense. And as Matt alluded to, there is such thing as 80-point Penn State. He scored 81 on Northwestern, 79 on Ohio State, 81 on Wisconsin, uh, high 70s against Purdue, 85 against Indiana, 81 against Illinois, just, you know, 75 against Vatek. So they have certainly the capability to put up pretty good numbers on that side of the ball. Where they lack, I guess, a little bit is defensively. They're 59th and adjusted efficiency uh, in the country on that side of the ball. And within conference games, they're 8th on offense and 10th on defense. So they've kind of been like more middling than good within conference games. Uh, but they certainly have the capability to put up really good numbers on the offensive side of the ball, despite the fact, Matt, they mm-hmm. cannot shoot a lick. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'm staring at uh, Brockington and Jones on Penn State. They combined for 30 shots per game. None none really jack it up from three, though. So it's not like, you know, Brockington's going to be getting eight looks from behind the no. arc. Like, the guy only shoots 1.9 shots from behind the arc per game. So, yeah, yeah Jones it's going to be a lot of pain points. Sorry? Oh, I said Jones will more. Um, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, Yeah, yes. Myron Jones can shoot it. Um, Jamari Wheeler can shoot it. Those are two guys that play big minutes. For them, that are really the only ones you kind of worry about from deep consistently. And then Sam Sessoms, who's their backup point guard. Ooh, Uh, there's another guy. What? There's another guy that I'm worried about, too, from behind the arc. Seth Lundy, too. Which I know that he only shoots 30% from three this season on five and a half attempts. Ah, but he was 40% last year. And this also goes to the logic of he's also a pretty good free throw shooter as well at 85%, too. So is this the Seth Lundy, hey, guys... I figured it out. I've turned around game. I'm also very fearful of that. Um, 
So. Yeah, yeah. Lundy shot four of eight out. from deep against Ohio State a few games ago, but his last game out went zero of six against Maryland from deep. So. I would love to see that again. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, please, please bring that up to East Lansing. Yeah, little little bit uh, inconsistency there, but like you said, he shot thirty nine percent. Uh, from deep last season, 40% within the conference, but is at 30% this year, and, and will take a fair amount and mm-hmm. plays uh, a bunch for them. They um, they got their rotation pretty locked in, Matt. They well, play what, eight, eight, guys, eight guys, I think I saw, after going through box yep. scores. Yeah, man. Yep, eight guys, and it's the same eight guys, and it's, you know, depending on foul situations or whatever, you know, the starters are going to play – the most minutes, sometimes Miles Dredd, who comes off the bench, will play a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Just kind of depends on the score and, like I said, foul situations, stuff like that. But generally, their starters are all going to play somewhere between 20 and 35 minutes, depending on who it is. Myron Jones is going to play a ton. Brockington generally plays a ton. Wheeler plays a ton. Uh, and they'll use three guys off the bench uh, in flexible roles we'll call it some like I said sometimes Miles Dredd will play 15 minutes sometimes he'll play 25 minutes he'll end up kind of middle you know playing about half of the game Sam Sessoms similar and then Trent Buttrick which is Buttrick I'm sorry Buttrick Buttrick Trent Buttrick (laughs) Trent Buttrick who's uh kind of their backup guy in the front court primarily will like relieve uh when John Harr is on the bench or whatever um He'll come in and he'll play whatever ten to fifteen minutes per game. But those they stick with their eight guys, and unless it's a blowout, the other guys on the team aren't seeing the court. Can we go back to Harar and uh, Buttrick for a hot second? Sure. Because this is my favorite thing uh, about this roster is that both those guys are the only really tall guys on the team. Yep. Like we talk all the time about Kithier, like oh he uh, is really been in the Big Ten at the wrong time with all these behemoths mm-hmm. of big men. Uh, 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 not with the Nittany Lions, baby. They <laughs> are sized up just like MSU, which yeah. is oh, just you love to see that. Yeah, her are six nine two forty. Buttrick is six eight two forty, and that's that's it. Seth yeah. Lundy is six six. Plays on the wing. He's um, like a more wiry kind of guy. He's not like uh, a get down low on the block power forward type player. He's a little wingier, I guess. Sure. Like you said, shot 39% from three last year. Uh, does a fair amount of that and isn't someone who you have to like overly worry about crushing the glass. So he's kind of, I don't know, a wingy power forward. Yeah, it's Harar, it's Buttrick, and then that's it. Everyone else is small. Which leads me to believe, or gets me excited, that like, I think MSU kind of should line up well yeah. with these guys. I don't want to jinx anything because, hey, they should. we know that the defensive roller coaster can go up and down this year, Will. They should, Matt, but I would like to throw this at you. Uh, just the rest of the season they've played already? Despite the fact that Penn State is, here, let me see, average height. 289th in the country in average height. <laughs> and, like I said, one guy who's 6'9", another guy who's 6'8". They have times on the floor. It's usually just one of those guys on the floor at a time. Like generally, everyone on the floor is around six foot four, six foot three for them. Not a big mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Despite that, in conference games, Matt, yes, the Penn State Nittany Lions are rebounding thirty three point four percent of their missed shots. It's defined logic. Yeah, that it's is the number one rate in the conference. I bet it is. Yeah, that sounds right. They are relentless glass attackers. Uh, Harar is the 12th best by percentage, 12th best offensive rebounder in the country, Matt. 
16% of misses when he's on the floor, he scoops him up. Yeah, he's a freak. That, that, that's vacuum status right there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's wild because on the other side, right, incredibly elite offensive rebounding team, just so exceptionally mediocre on the defensive glass, which I guess has more to do with like size and the ability to put bodies on bodies and match size. And whereas the offensive rebound, you can just kind of attack and launch in and go crazy. Yeah, they're they're bad on the defensive glass, Matt. So this one, we could have a lot of offensive rebounds between these two teams. Yeah, that's awesome because I love just watching their team grab offensive rebounds. That's mm-hmm. that's a very relaxing feeling. Good. Yeah, cool. it's, it's gonna be um, what's what's the nauseating, Matt? Oh, nauseating. good, 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 yes. good. Okay. The good news is that, that they're gonna miss a lot of shots. So they're, they're, yeah. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of chances for rebounds, but they're also gonna miss a lot of shots. Can't ever right rebound on. with a make, Matt. No, no, and of course not. Penn State likes to miss a lot of shots. All right, let's pause here for a sec. We'll come right back and tell you some more about the Nittany Lions and talk about this matchup from some specific angles. First, the word from Bet Online. Dot A-G. Well, Matt, we've got NHL. We've got mm-hmm. NBA. we got college basketball. Football's over, but there are still plenty to bet on. And if you want to get down and bet on some games, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKDOWN. One word, LOCKDOWN, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus, Matt. 50%. Free money, baby. Free cash. It is absolutely free cash. Do you have uh the lineup in front of you? Is it out? Should be out, right? So it did open up at MSU minus two, but right now, uh-huh. Will, it's at Michigan State minus three. It's uh-huh. actually moved uh, fav- yeah, and the over under did start at one forty four and a half, but it's now down to one forty three and a half. So it wow. dropped the point in the total and then moved over to MSU's side as well. Early money on the Spartans and the under. You truly love to see it. If you want to bet on that game, you can do it. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Matt. All right, Will. <sighs> Deep breath. I'm trying. <laughs> it's gonna. I, I just don't see how any way how this game isn't frustrating as hell. Uh, right (laughs) correct mainly mainly because this team is frustrating as hell Mm -hmm. but also it's going to be super annoying to watch penn state brick a bunch of shots Mm -hmm. and then just grab rebounds and put in put backs especially when it's no offense to john harar fine player but he's not anyone's pick for like it's Big Ten coffee. Player of the Year. Oh, it's not Coffee Coburn by any chance. <laughs> yes, first round draft pick, or you no. know, it's he's like you know he's he's a fine college basketball player. He's a senior now, so he's really starting to make like yeah a good impact night in night out. But sure. you're gonna watch him just 
just go for like five or six offensive rebounds, and it's going to be infuriating. He had 10 offensive rebounds against Purdue, Matt. Uh, The the phone gets thrown (laughs) through the television. If I see one guy single-handedly grab 10 offensive rebounds tonight, are you kidding? No. (laughs) Wow, that that would drive me clinically insane, I think. He, it's just going to be a frustrating game. I don't like game. hearing that. But, Matt. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a very winnable game, certainly. Yeah, winnable for sure. But, like, here's how it's it's going to be done. Like, the, the genre of annoying is going to be, like, MSU just coast in between, like, a three and six point lead the entire game. Could go on a run. But, yeah, like, offensive rebounds or a careless turnover will keep it. And, like, MSU's mm-hmm. going to grind it out to, like, a 62 to 61 win Ugh. when they had like a five point lead in the last minute as well. It, to, like, does that just seem so real to you? Like, it, it just, I can't see the game going any. I could see the game going a lot of ways, but at the same time, I could only see the game going just one way, and that's that's it right there. Just uh, okay, a little lead. Okay, <gasps> time to go for a run. No turnover. Okay, hey, well they broke the shot. Oh, Harar got it again for the sixth time this game. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't wait. Can I give you another number that's going to make you just hate everything? Yeah, yeah please. Lay it on me. Uh, Penn State's defense within conference games. Now, mm-hmm. they're a bad shooting defense. Yeah. 12th in effective field goal percentage against. Okay. 10th in opposing free throw rate, so they're following a lot. 8th in opposing rebounding percentage. So, they let you make shots. They, nice get you, they get you to the line. Very they nice let you get offensive rebounds, but mm-hmm. they are the number two team in the conference at forcing turnovers. Uh, <laughs> we're drinking on a Tuesday, Will, it sounds like. This Club's is going to be going up oh, <laughs> on a Tuesday. This literally, like, I'm looking at their four factors right now. Mm-hmm. Effective field goal percentage, turnover percentage, offensive rebounding percentage, free throw rate. These are four indicators that... If you're good at those, you're a good team. If you're bad at those, you're a bad team. They are very well correlated to how good a basketball team is, Matt. Yeah. That's why they're cool. the four factors. Here's yeah. here's Penn State's rankings, just for all of them. Okay, okay. Effective field goal percentage. Offense, 11th. Defense, 12th. Turn is, this, over. is this conference or? Conference games only. Yep. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yep. Out of 14 teams. Turnover percentage, 9th. On offense, defense, second. Great. Offensive rebounding percentage, first on offense, eighth on defense. Free throw rate, tenth on offense, tenth on defense. They are bad to terrible at everything in conference games except for hitting the offensive glass and forcing turnovers. And wouldn't you know it, your Michigan State Spartans in the conference games have stunk on the defensive glass and have stunk at protecting the ball from turnovers. <laughs> This, this isn't a chaos team. This is just an annoying team. This, <laughs> it this is. is a team that just drives people to, to alcoholism. <laughs> That's what it is. This isn't chaos. <laughs> they are well-suited to um, to make our brains explode with rage, Matt. I might just do another drive up to Traverse City like I did for the Iowa game. That, that, yeah. that seemed to be healthier for me. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to just miss this one. All that said, me, though. I, I did not want to hear any of that. All right. All that said, though. Yeah. They just... I mean, they're they're a good team. They're fine. They're a they good are. This, team. Yeah, this this would be a good win. As silly it's, as it sounds, it would yeah, be good. Like yeah. it would be you're beating a bubble team, and that's going to help inch you back onto the bubble. It really would. Even though it's yeah, at sure home, thing. it yeah. would help them. Be like, okay, thank you Our for dude. getting another nice conference win. You can add this to Rutgers. Mm-hmm, right. 
Woo. They're a good team. They're so beatable because they're just so flawed. Like they, they are. are incredibly flawed, Matt. I know. Believe me, I know. But like <laughs> that, that doesn't help erase any of the fear I have for this game. Like just because, like we talked earlier, like this team. They can go for as many points as they want on any given night. And, like, mm-hmm. also, okay, hey, let's say it's a, it's a grinded-out game. Like, they'll grind it out with the other team. They'll slow the other team down as well. Yeah. I mean, should we be like, expecting to win? Yeah, probably. probably. I mean, heck, Vegas has so. Um, yeah. but It's man, close. I know. And you know what? They're super experienced. And they were a tournament team last year. Sure and were. they didn't get to play in the tournament. No, nah, people forget that. Yep. Brackington's a junior, Myron Jones Jr., Lundy's the sophomore, he's the young guy, Sesums Jr., Harar Sr., Wheeler Sr., Dredd Jr., Buttrick Sr. Yeah, old team. Bunch of old dudes. Small team, but old team, experienced team. Yep, won four of their last six, rounding into form, beat Wisconsin, beat Rutgers, took care of Northwestern and Maryland like you're supposed to. Yep. Definitely need a win against Michigan State to stay on that bubble. Yep. So what time are you going to start drinking, you think? Tip off at 7. Um, what time are you feeling? I won't. Okay, good for you. Nice. <laughs> Responsible adulthood. Uh, one half of Lockdown Spartans. There we go. Yeah. Nice. Um, Love it. Some saving grace here defensively. Within the conference, they're the 13th best team, second worst team, I guess. Um at two-point defense, your Michigan State Spartans could really use some help at the uh, the old two-point defense or two-point sure. offense sure. <laughs> angle. They don't block shots as you would expect with having no one <laughs> at tall and Harar, you know, being um, six foot nine. His block percentage is one point nine. Like he's not a long-armed shot blocker no. at all. Nobody really blocks any shots for them, so that'll be good. Maybe. Rocket can get into the lane a little bit more. Maybe Hogard can get into the lane a little bit more. Maybe Hauser can get it going on the low block a little bit more. It's not a strong interior defense. You know, that's a nice saving grace. They got to be really careful. Penn State is second, like I said, in turnover percentage in the conference and second in steal percentage. So a lot of those turnovers are coming from them. Taking the ball from ye, Matt. Put me down for Joey Hauser, 17 points with 10 of those coming from post-ups. Give, yeah, give it to me right now. I, I, that, that all seems so real to me as well. You know what I think is possible is the transition game really gets going for MSU. Ooh, I like how that sounds, Will. Yeah, here we go. Um, Penn MSU State's basketball. a fast team. They're sure. second fastest in the conference in terms of average possession length on offense. And any team that crashes the offensive glass mat, mm-hmm. The opposite side of that is you are left vulnerable to tempo the other way. You are vulnerable to fast breaks coming against you if you are constantly crashing the offensive glass. So maybe if Michigan State can clear the glass, if they can hold off those offensive rebounders, maybe they can push some tempo and try to spark their offense a little bit that way. I like how that sounds. Sounds good, though, right? Uh, hey, oh, it's it's, it sounds juicy, yeah, of course. Sounds, sounds nice and juicy like your break was a few minutes ago. Ah, uh, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> Are you ready for your favorite part? Yeah, I am. Okay. Should I be looking forward to this part or no? 
Ken Palm has this projected as a 73 to 72 win for Penn State. Yeah, okay. A 47% chance of Michigan State victory. Okay. Gotta have it, Matt. Okay. Gotta have it. Yeah, a little Spartans toss, gotta yeah. have it. Yeah, it's a coin okay. toss. Spartans yeah, gotta I'm gonna, have I'm it. I'm gonna toss a coin right now. Uh, okay, heads they win, tails they lose. Okay, tails. Great. Okay. Great, they lose. Shouldn't have done that. <sighs> Well, that's going to do it for us here on Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow to recap this game. Hopefully, it is a victory Wednesday. Dear God, we need this to be a victory I know. Wednesday. We need this. It's 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 it's. If they lose this one, they pretty much got to like win out to make the tournament. Matt, it's not looking good. Speaking of losing, there's no way we're going to get this trivia. By the way, I just ripped off. No way. Oh uh, well. Do the trivia and oh wait, rate, rate review, subscribe. Yeah, you can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, hit me with some trivia. February 9th, today is Tuesday. Uh, name the Spartans women's golf coach who earned a spot in the Women's Golf Coaches Association Hall of Fame in 2017. Um, I actually know this one. Do you really? Yeah. Hit me. Stacy Stoll. Wow. Stacy Slobodnik Stoll. So we will count that as correct answer. Triple S on that name. That's a nice name. Will, I'm very, I'm wildly impressed right now. Well Thanks, done. Matt. Thank very you. well done. Golf golf claps to end this one. Hey, Pun golf claps for a golf coach. Pun intended. Yep. All right, guys. Go green. Let's just get, let's just get through all this together, guys. All right.